G'day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and testimony. The Apostle John writing in 1 John chapter 5 verse 9 to 12 We accept men's testimony but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God which he has given about his Son. Anyone who believes in the Son of God has this testimony in his heart. Anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because he has not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. A testimony is an assertion offering first-hand authentication of a fact. For the Christian disciple... Classically, it is generally expressed as how they became a Christian disciple. But I think it is more than just how, and should expressly include why. I wonder what is your testimony about how you became a Christian disciple? When was the last time you thanked our God for your testimony? Have you even thought about your testimony of how and why you became a Christian disciple. I am sure you have all heard kids in the supermarket yelling out, Why? to their parents. Much to the parents' amusement, I'm sure. We all have, I am sure, questions we want to know the answer to. Why? The question I am often asked is, You're a Christian. Why is that? My father, who was and remained throughout his life a convinced agnostic, and in the few conversations we had about religion and Christianity, he could never understand why it was that I could not just admit I would never know if God existed or not. Far less a God who was personally interested in me. My reply as ever was that the very question, why is it so, needed to be answered in order for me to be satisfied. And why am I a Christian? Well, I could say that at the age of 12 we moved to a town on the coast of Australia and was invited along to a local youth group and several weeks later gave my life to Christ and became a Christian disciple. Of course, that is partly true. I can't even claim to be a Christian because I was raised in a Christian country. Australia was and is probably the second most secular country on this planet. Sure, Australia has its moral base grounded in historic Christianity, but for the latter part of its history, Australia has been thoroughly secular and non-religious. Even if I had been raised in a country such as England with Christian parents, that would also only be partly true, and I could have rejected Christianity, as many people do and have. The reason that I am a Christian is not because I chased God, but rather that he chased me. Unknown to me at the time, God was chasing me and harrying me and following my every path with the urgency of a lover after the beloved, just as described in the Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 2 to 14. In your version, that may well be the Song of Solomon. And this piece of poetic scripture speaks about the love that God has for his people and the energy he puts into calling his people to himself. He is always reaching out for all to return to his arms. As for me, it wasn't until I, I was a 12-year-old, as I said, that I heard that I needed to accept Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. Before that, I didn't know I had to do anything with this Jesus. 
Jesus was only a curse word for me at the time. That or was just someone or something that the RE teachers bored me religiously with at school. We are primarily Christians not because we come to church services or decide for Christ or just happen to have been born in a supposedly Christian country. We are primarily Christians because God first chased and harried us into his arms. We are Christians, if you are one, because God first loved you. And as a tremendous lover, he beckons and calls people all the time to respond to his call and come back to him. How does he chase us with his love? He chases each person differently, just as each Christian disciple's testimony is different. Take for instance the Apostle Paul in Acts 8 and 9. God chased him through Paul's mind and his religious upbringing and education. Paul had known about God from his childhood. Paul was a righteous Pharisee who saw persecuting these Christians as his religious duty so that he may somehow find extra favour with God. As Paul was gloating over the death of Stephen, the martyr, God was pursuing him, probably raising doubts in Paul's mind as to why Stephen would say at the point of death, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit and forgive them for what they do. Acts 7 verse 54, 60. Surely doubts must have been raised in Paul's mind as he approved of this death. Acts 8 verse 1. Paul was also wrestling with his conscience. Externally he was a righteous man, a Pharisee of Pharisees. Yet when he internally examined himself and his heart, he found himself failing regarding covetousness, which is the last of the Ten Commandments. Then finally Jesus himself makes a sudden and dramatic appearance before Paul and confronts him directly, asking, Why are you kicking against me? Why are you rejecting my advances? Acts chapter 9 Paul's conversion to Christianity is often described as being sudden, but the only thing sudden about his conversion was this climactic appearance of Jesus. Just as this is true of Paul, it is true of me, just as it is true of all those who profess to call themselves a Christian disciple. I am a Christian disciple not because of anything I have done, but rather because he first chased me and because he first loved me. Jesus himself said, I came to seek and to save the lost. Luke 19 verse 10 If you are a Christian today, it is not because of anything you have done, it is because of the events at Christmas and Easter that you are a Christian. When God entered this world as a human baby and took all the necessary steps so that all people could have the choice to be his people or not. In my more smug moments, and to my shame, now, I used to congratulate myself for being a Christian. How proud I was that I was a Christian, and that God was a very jolly and lucky God that I had decided to follow him. And it was during one of my less self-deluded moments that I examined myself and I found God pricking my conscience and correcting me and I picked up the Bible and read in the New Testament in Mark 10.45 
for the Son of Man came not to be served but to give his life as a ransom for many in Mark 10 verse 45 for more to think about please do read the Song of Songs chapter 2 verse 2 to 14 and ask yourself the following questions writing them down if you can and see how you respond or react to them then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray over any issues together question one what were the events leading up to my choosing to be a Christian disciple which symbolised God running after me question two how am I as a Christian disciple continuing to listen to God's voice question three will I be ready to give my testimony the next time somebody asks me as to how and why I am a Christian as ever if you have any comments to make on this please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk thank you and God bless